All American Gunslingers presents Ubaldi Reports. This is John at Ubaldi Reports, the one podcast that provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America domestically and internationally. And just now we're doing something different. We usually start at 7.30, but because we got kicked off TikTok last week, we're back on. But then we're also going to do something different to all those who are on Twitter Spaces. We are now on Twitter Spaces. And just to introduce ourselves, my name is John Ubaldi. I'm a 30-year combat Marine who fought in Iraq and Afghanistan. My other co-host is Joe Bitts, who spent about eight, nine years in the Marines. He's a combat vet from Iraq who was wounded in Iraq. And then another Marine Corps veteran is Ray Krause, who also is a big Second Amendment, owns his own company that deals with gun rights and gun accessories and gun weaponry. Fixes guns, too. And he fixes guns. So we normally talk about issues that are trending in the news, but today we're going to do something. um, What kind of follow up what's going on this month is America's culture wars. And this all centered around... What happened about a month or two ago when Dylan Mulvaney did his commercial with um, Bud Light and Bud Light's stock prices tumbled where they lost over $20 million in value. Then you had Target pushed its uh, pride collection. But the biggest one, and this was coming from a former a vice CEO of Target, is when they did their tuck apparel mm-hmm. was the one bridge too far. But... A lot of people complain is they pushed that into the kids section in the, or next to the kids section or had pride apparel for children. And I think most people could care less. But when you start to push it onto children, now you're seeing it in the schools where they're pushing LGBTQ issues. No one has a concern with that. But when they push all these issues and this pushes into the culture wars where everything is either pushing lgbtq issues or everything is racism everything is systemic racism were you there did you listen uh so on the view they had tim scott tim scott the senator from okay South and Carolina. tim scott is a black republican and he oh, yeah. was even talking about um how he had, doesn't have a problem with transgender or lgbtq but he did say something about how they're trying to indoctrinate their children. And the crowd booed him. I mean, well, just because, because the, he was talking about indoctrinating children. So is are they are they are liberals or is the left okay with indoctrinating indoctrinating well, your they children? They figure that's the next the next step to get the next generation of voters. You gotta start when they're young. And that's why you're seeing like when Terry McAuliffe lost the gubernatorial race to Glenn Youngkin. A couple, I think, is in 2000, um, what was it, 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. and that was the issue. Terry McAuliffe was the former governor running for to get his seat back, and he stated parents don't have a say when it comes to the education of children. That should be left up to the educators in the schools. That's almost like state kind of propaganda kind well, of like you know you don't have access you don't have access to your children there well, but see but that was the issue there was a a, a a state senator in iowa stated if you don't want your kids to learn this stuff then you need to uh, pull them out we know what's best for your kids and we need to teach them things that they're gonna they're gonna need to know on a world or global view and i'm like well wait a minute what determines that Mm-hmm. And then if you look at the scores of education, which I've harped on many times on this, and when they did the national educational assessment, the first testing after or post-COVID, um, 
and it was di- it was dis- disastrous. We dropped like a forty year low in reading and math, and then they did the same one in uh, May where they rated eighth graders, and only thirteen percent of all eighth grade students are proficient in history and civics, mm-hmm. and it's worse under the minority communities. Well, as much as these groups champion racial diversity and racial equity the minority community is just getting decimated when it comes to education Mm -hmm. educational standards one point before you chime in there's one high school in baltimore 77 percent of those students and these are primarily minority students are reading at a a middle i mean an elementary school level so i mean why the lack of focus why are like okay why so we have a few things. You know, we have the LGBT community. We have the minority black and Hispanic community. And they're not really, they're kind of like, oh, we're champions for you. But they're not really doing anything in that regard. They're kind of, they're kind of pushing, say, w- women and they're pushing the minority aside. And they're like, hey, LGBTQ, we're all about you right now. What's what's their goal? What's I, just, their, I what's, don't know. What's it's, their, what's it's their a, game? It's a strange thing. I think it's just all about power. It's just they believe in this, this very lifestyle. And it's they're, they're, um, it's an atom. They, they just against anything else. If you have if you question them, you're a misogynist or you're you're a bigot, you're a, you're whatever they use. And it's kind of ironic. You look at what's going on in some of the urban centers, and it's funny. You had, um, was it uh, Bill Maher? And I think Stephen Smith, the the, uh, the sports commentator, just was ripping on these individuals. Look at look what's going on in Chicago. In the last two weekends, close to 20 people have died. So my question is, if they're pushing all these you know, racial equality and equity and diversity and whatever – why hasn't President Biden spoken at the carnage in the, in the city of Chicago? My question is, and why hasn't the media asked the three prominent African-American uh, celebrities or former politicians? Why hasn't anybody asked uh, former President Barack Obama or Michelle Obama or Oprah Winfrey? They're always talking about equity and we need to help the, uh, the people of color. They've been the dead silent. Where's Black Lives Matter of Chicago? Oh, they filed Chapter 11. The national, but I mean. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you say Black Lives Matter filed Chapter 11? Well, yeah. They're broke. Well, because you, you well, said. She has money. She spent a lot of money on houses, didn't she? Oh, yeah. the leader. But my question is, why hasn't the media a- answered, asked these prominent individuals these questions? So, um, okay, we Ray and I went to the gun store. Or the gun show, and I did see something that was like uh, "Black Gun Lives Matter," and I was like, "Ha ha ha, funny!" But we were also like in Pride Month, and I'm just trying to think, what if like the LGBT community came out with a shirt that said "Pride Lives Matter"? Do you think they would get as much flack from like the Black Lives Matter community? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question because, because they're like you know you see Blue Lives Matter or something. You no, know, they'll say, but it, it, it's considered systemic racism when you're mentioning another different lives that matter or all lives matter. But now, if the Pride community kind of took that, do you so, think they would have as much backlash as? I think they they would in one respect because if you go back to 2008 in California. California uh, tried to pass, and it passed, but it was overturned by their state courts, that marriage is between a man and a woman. 
And they also blamed, a lot of the people on the left blamed um, the LDS church, the, the Mormon church. And the Mormon church was big on pushing um, marriage between a man and a woman. Okay, but here's the real reason. Well, well, go ahead, okay, but before you go, you go, go, go. here's the real reason this. why that that um, that passed is because there was more minority voters going to the polls because of Barack Obama. Blacks and Hispanics and a, and a lot of the minority community do not support the LGBTQ um, community. That's why you look at Pete Buttigieg. He's a, a looking as an up-and-coming Democratic candidate for president, whether this this time or next. And he doesn't have a great support in the black community. And one of the reasons could be because he is an openly homosexual man. All right. So political, oh, here it comes. political Latino said Flor- Florida and Texas have a higher violent crime rate than Illinois and California. I would like to know where she got that statistic because if you look at maybe he it might sound like a him. okay he or she I'm I'm sorry but he or she but where they did them. you where did you get that statistic because if you break it down by city Austin Texas and FBI. she the person's right FBI. Austin I would have to look at the FBI crime statistic to see that but if you look at Austin Austin and Houston have a very high crime rate. Because, but they're also run by Democrats. Yeah, could, but if you pull, we maybe, yeah, other than saying Florida, other than saying maybe like Florida and Texas, can we look at maybe uh, political Latino? Would he agree to say, uh, you know, if they're being, if they're a blue city or red city? I mean, because yeah, that that, that's some, another that, that, that would be, be a, that would be something else to look because someone keeps mentioning the red states are um, have a higher crime rate. And I looked at Birmingham, Alabama. Birmingham has been run by Democrats for a number of years. Biloxi, Mississippi has been run by Republicans for a little bit. So mm-hmm. I would like to see if you're taking the urban core, yeah. then we'll have to see from there. But also uh, for like, you know, for other people like political uh, Latino and other people that question you, if you're wrong or if you're not, if you don't have the exact information, what are you going to do next week when you do find out that information? No, if I know show? I'm wrong, I've said before, I'll repeat it. Said I was made a mistake, I was wrong, in my facts. Yeah, I don't think and not you, that you're wrong. You just said you need to get the information, to, and yeah, then we to, will come to, back just in so here so I can compare it. But yeah, I mean, I'm not right on everything, but if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. We're not. No one's perfect, mm-hmm. but I try not to put out information as fact if I'm not. Akron so far and you just look at some of these urban core okay and they are very disastrous he needs a little bit of education now because uh, he's saying city laws are created by the state and that's not true no that's not true it's kind of like the other way around it's the C- C- goes- city can make, make federal law over supersedes state law and vice versa but cities can make their own laws like look at some of the prosecution of certain criminal activity that's done at the state the city the, um, the city level the local level because like murder is not prosecuted on a state level; that's yep. prosecuted at uh, the city level. Now the lawmakers in each given state can change or adjust the law, but when it comes to arresting someone for murder or violent crime, you don't have the state police do it. You have the local police, and the state police will um, enforce other types of laws. <clears throat> So, I mean, anything else we got? I mean, we still have to, you know, there's still 
a lot of ongoing strife, especially within um, the bigger companies, especially. Do you see as much representation of Pride Month this year that we did last year? Um, I think you are this month. I mean, going by the former C, former vice CEO of Target, he says other companies have a pride section. It's just that Target went one step further and used that tuck thing and it integrated it or mm-hmm. close to children. And then you have that, that fight between transgender um, men, men who are now saying they're a woman, with um, Leah Thomas. You've had a couple high school students who are now graduated. They're like 20 or 19 or 20 years old, suing their high schools and the local high school federation so, for allowing transgender men to run in the female categories. Now let's talk about that, that tuck or the binders or whatever they're talking about too, because there's like, you know me, op, they're opting for children. Now under a certain age, I can definitely under, under like if it's under three or four or five, you know, I can maybe understand, yeah, keep that keep that back there. But, you know, there are, you know, a lot of children come into, like, a development area after five, six. Why not have something like that versus the alternative, which would be their parents taking them to the doctor, getting gender reassignments or scheduling a gender reassignment surgery, getting them on hormone blockers. And, and that kind of stuff like that, or puberty blockers. I just blockers. want the child. Okay, for me personally, one you don't you shouldn't be teaching this stuff to kids at a younger age. But and I, each I kid, disagree. Well, but each kid develops differently. But if you think about this, you take a child. Let's say they're in middle school. Okay, they're going through their emotions are running True. rampant. But then you, but if they're a child can't make a decision to take hormone block. That has the decision be done by the parent. Mm-hmm. I want the kid to at least get full, go through the full of developmental. Let them make that decision if they turn once they turn eighteen. Yes, make the clinical and decision of I need to start transitioning myself for something that I want. This is something, but I'm just saying, like, if a boy, like, okay, as an example, you know, this was very, very, very young. You know, I, I go to a daycare, I go to pick up my son, and he's running around in a dress. Okay, and they all know that, you know, he's, you know, big, mean, marine dad and stuff like that. And when I walk in there, they have this look on their face like, oh, crap. And I look at him like, what? You know, like no big deal. It's like it's not a big deal that he's doing something like that. Even even if it was fun, if I'd made it a big deal, it might have turned the tide for something like that. Is is your son on hormone blockers? No, but I'm just saying this is before we make that decision of like putting him on hormone blockers. But see, there's a point that you just said. What's that? You came in, you saw your son with a dress on. Yeah, it didn't bother you. It wouldn't have bothered you. That's your choice. Yeah. But when you have children being pushed one way or the other without parents of knowledge, mm-hmm. when you hide that things from parents and you and when they have throughout the country, it's not all over, but in certain segments, when you have school districts and teachers hiding this from that, your, uh, yeah, I and definitely you're pushing agree with that. it. Yeah. That's the problem. Most people don't care if this is what you do. Even the one constitutional scholar that I follow, Jonathan Turley, mm-hmm. He even stated that he's again, um, he's of all for free speech. This is when it talks about drag queens, you know, doing shows in front of children. He doesn't think his children should be able to do it. Now, there was one person commented 
Okay, but hold on. One person commented, well, if I want to take my children, child to a drag queen show, I should be able to. Okay. And he said, correct, you are able to because that is your choice. You determine how you raise your children. Like, you've got three kids. Yeah. One's out, obviously she's um, out of high school, she's college, she's going to be a teacher. The other two are still young. You should determine what when and how your child is taught yeah not we're going to put your child your son in a dress but we're going to hide the fact from the parents so they'll never know or we're going to do all these gender pronouns and you well, like i've I, taught young kids yeah. in high school mainly high school you they're, they're not full even in high school some kids you don't want to date they're just not emotionally ready for that that's fine that doesn't make them gay but when we push them into this we're starting to get into a, a very strange world. I just want you to know that we've made it past 15 minutes and TikTok has not shut us oh, down Oh, yeah, yet. we'll give it time. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just I just want parents to have a say, and if they determine that's what they want, that's on them. Mm -hmm. Each parent can raise their child the way they want. Yeah. But when you look at the schools beyond this, all through America, when, when you got, like when our national report card came out last month, when it showed 43% of American children can't read or do math to grade level, and then you go to some school districts like in Baltimore, Chicago, where more than 70% are not reading or doing math capable at grade level, mm -hmm. and we're supposed to compete with the rest of the world, and then you go to civics and history, and like I told, I had a disagreement with a customer that came into our shop, I want history to be taught the good, the bad, and the ugly, yeah. not some version of critical race theory which shows that all minorities are victims, and no matter because we're all white, we're all <clears throat> oppressors. No matter what we do, we're always seen as an oppressor. You know, I did, I did have a question about that because I asked the I asked for the particular person that you were talking about race, and he's what white. I don't get that. I don't get why. White, it's mostly middle-aged men and women, white, that are kind of like telling me that I'm messed up because I have a certain belief or a certain ideology. But and, it's, and it's just like, but look, if like somebody of like you know, if a black you no know, person or an Hispanic person or a gay or trans person said something to me like that, then I would probably have a little bit more weight behind it. And I'd be like, okay, maybe I just need to reevaluate maybe my, my thought presses or my standings. But when a white male or female person coming up to me and telling me that I'm wrong, it, 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 it doesn't well, I do think, what it should do. For I me. think what it is, and I could be wrong on that, I think it's just like they're trying to assuage their grief of what happened. And they're trying to say, we got, we're there for the, the people of color, the minority community. But then you ask them, like you got a lot of the the, the politicians and the the um, the liberal elite, especially in Hollywood, they're all champion black lives and people of color. But then you look at where they live. Then you look at they said like take Barack Obama. He he ran his whole presidency on protecting people of color. Well, black um, and uh, minority um, standard of living kind of dropped or stagnated but it went down under president trump supposedly the racist president and then barack obama talks about people of color 
But his children got to go to private school. And one of the first official acts that he did as president, he ended a scholarship program that took minority children out of the D.C. public school system and sent them to the schools that his daughter went to. Mm -hmm. So what did he do? He ended it, and they had to go right back to the decrepit Baltimore, I mean, uh, Washington, D.C. school system. So I did want to mention something. There's a, I guess his name is Daniel Dish Mama. Okay. Okay. But he said, <clears throat> he said he dated a teacher. Good for you, buddy. Uh, she told uh, that they lower the standard levels for children's needs to know each year. And I actually, I agree with that because we had... Uh, our kid, the kid's tutor here, and she explained that if you are a minority or you're Hispanic or you just you don't have any you have difficulty speaking English, you're going to get passed to the next grade, no matter what you get, no matter no matter your level of you know how long you've been in school, it, you're going to pass irregardless. That's, but that sounds cool to filling. Yeah, but if the white kids, nah, you know, they get held to a certain standard. And is that beneficial or what is it? Well, it's harmful because the Oregon, the governor of Oregon just signed, uh, I think, a, either last year or the beginning of this year, because they found out not enough minorities were passing um, to graduate. Mm -hmm. So they ended all testing for, you know, math, reading, and other subjects to graduate. So, because that's going to help the minority students. And you look at California ended SAT scores testing to get into college. Mm -hmm. That's going to help level the playing field. And then New York under Mayor de Blasio, and I'm not sure if uh, Mayor Adams continued, he ended or was going to end the get talented and gifted program because too many whites and Asians were getting in. But does that help the minority students saying, well, instead of helping you reach the reach here, we're going to drop the bar so you can pass. Instead yeah. of looking at why don't more minorities are who are able to read at a higher level and do math at a higher level and help them get there. And I know there's a multitude of reasons, but lowering the standards hurts the minority student. Because yeah. like I said, in that yeah. one school, high school in Baltimore where 77% are reading at a, a, a grade, I mean, an um, elementary school level. So what are they going to do when they graduate? And they're only reading at a fifth or sixth grade level. But also, according to your research, it's like that through a lot of schools. Well, it is. But see, we like, nobody... It, like nationwide, not well, just like is. a certain it's not area. Just you these you area. focus on Baltimore a lot. But I do on Baltimore, the bigger cities. I mean, as much as people bemoan Florida, Florida's going by the... Department of Education's last assessment back in October, we're ranked number 11th. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, and the way to fix all that, and I talk to a lot of black and Hispanic customers when they come in, because I get to talk politics, and they're all in favor of school choice. They want to take their kids out and send them to a better school. Remember, your wife mentioned about your children. You were able to opt your kids out to go to a better school, mm -hmm. and your children are thriving. Yeah. So minority kids want a good college education. But if you look at, I was watching a news program. I can't remember the company. There's a company that builds satellites. And what they do is they pick up space junk. And what they do, they're going around protecting the Hubble spacecraft, trying to get the space junk out. And as I was thinking of that, 
what are we going to do when we don't have enough scientists? We don't have enough engineers or mathematicians well, I mean, to I'm, do that. I want to go a little bit deeper in that. I mean, because right now I think is a good time for parents to kind of get on, on their kids, especially maybe in the middle school to high school area, is to get them into a trade. You know, we're still going to need like electric, electricians, plumbers, you know, the ba the basic, um, you know, painters, house builders, that construction. There's a shortage. There of is a huge shortage. And then basically you're going to wonder why in a couple of years it's going to cost you eight hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars to build a house. Well, the one thing because you, you don't because because you because the, the, the plumber is on back order because he has. 10 more houses he needs to do before he does your house. Well, one point, like with your son, one of the things I talked to, uh, to, spoke to a local congressman at, and a mayor, and I keep trying to push this, is there should be a three-tracked approach to school uh, education. Mm -hmm. There should be, like you said, the building trades. We need to focus on that because there's a shortage. Those who want to go to college. And then the third thing is build, um, the technological vocational training. There's a program in one of the high schools up in a, a county north of um, Hillsborough, which is where Tampa is. It's called Pasco, and they have a drone program. Well, this one student, just this, there's other students, but just, just for particularly this one, he got a high-paying job working for the uh, uh, Pasco County Sheriff's Department, all because he had the ability to do drones. Not everybody's meant for college. Not everybody wants to go to college, mm -hmm. but if, and I asked a friend of mine who owns a cybersecurity company, and I asked him, think about a year or so ago, this is at the time Russia hacked into our energy grid. I go, do you need a college degree for this? And he goes, no, all you need is the pre, the, 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 the technical ability, the, the, you know, the, the, the prerequisite, you know, have, you have the ability to hack. Yeah. And he goes, the people that hacked in, they didn't have college degrees, but we have this belief that you have to go to college. Look at most job announcements. Well, okay, but I hold mean, on. Look at most job announcements. It's always saying you need college, and we're only going to pay you this amount, like $18, $20 an hour. Why do you need college? You just need the experience. Mm -hmm. And we have this warped view that if you go to college, you're smarter than someone that doesn't. And I would question that. Look at what you got in our government. They took us into five wars. We haven't won one. They said inflation was transitory. It's here to stay. Yeah. We're in $31 trillion in debt. Our, we got our banking crisis. We're going to potential commercial real estate crisis. But we're and still these are the, blaming the other side. And these are the, these are the <laughs> geniuses that are, are, who got college degrees. Does that change in the next four years? No. Like, oh, I'm saying, like, if, if okay, if the, okay, in a sense, if the prodigal son returns, okay, and he just goes back to where he started from when before he left. Yeah. Is there a recovery, or are we kind of still in the hole a little bit even after those we're gonna, four years? We're gonna we're gonna be in the hole because one like okay one of the signature issues that Donald Trump pushed was the nineteenth uh, excuse me the twenty seventeen tax cut. Okay. The tax cut sets to expire, I think, in 2025. Okay. So, like, when Donald Trump was made a comment, I think it was on a, a town hall or an interview, said he can solve, he can fix this economy in 60, um, six months. Well, you're going to need legislation. You can only do so many things by executive order. You can do things on regulation and some things, but a lot of things has to be done by legislation, and mm. you cannot do it in six months. So this is going to take some time to undo 
the damages that the Biden administration did to the economy, and we're still going to feel the effects of it. It almost seems impossible that someone could do this much damage, but we're just watching well, but it in like front one, of Like one of the cases in point, now we're seeing energy prices, oil prices, I mean, okay, gas prices at the pump came down because the economy is slowing down considerably. Mm-hmm. Now there's speculation that, and I even said I thought once we got into the spring and summer driving season, that gas prices would go up. But the demand for energy has dropped because the economy is slowing. Now, Saudi, I mean, OPEC plus includes Russia, is going to cut a million um, barrels of oil. So people are expecting that oil prices will go up, but maybe not because the um, economies are slowing of the world. The Mm -hmm. U.N. said this. I think the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, said the same thing. But what's going to happen when demand shoots up? When everything gets back, we have... We're not drilling like we used to. We don't, we're not being energy independent. That takes time to restart all that that was shut down by the Biden administration. So we got a lot of issues to deal with, but I just wish we had a media that was not partisan or state-sponsored that could actually look at both sides, not just one, both sides, and ask tough questions. Well, uh, just recently, CNN just fired her president, though. Correct. You, because of what? Well, well, there was a couple things, Howie. A lot of the... Because he leaned and, a little too right? <laughs> well, no. A lot of the rank and file, who are still very liberal, didn't like what he did. And I think the big kiss of death came is when they gave... They put Trump on a town hall, and a lot of liberals didn't like that because he's spreading disinformation. They could easily put Biden on a town hall to balance it out. You need fair and balanced... When it well, comes to but, media, but you need fair and balanced coverage, Joe, right? listen to what they said. They didn't like Donald Trump on a town hall because he's spreading disinformation. Yeah. When CNN and every major network news spread disinformation as it came to Russian collusion, which there is no evidence. There's been many investigations from Robert Mueller to um, uh, Michael Horowitz, who was... Uh, the inspector general for the DOJ, who was appointed by President Obama, and um, uh, John Durham, and they found nothing to substantiate what they did. And they actually found the FBI and the media ran with every story without doing any due diligence to corroborate the veracity of those um, those uh, those charges or those um, those things that he's been alleged to doing. Okay, so. You've got a lot of issues, and we've got to, we, we just don't have that media that we need, and we should have it. That's where the real danger to any republic, especially our constitutional republic. John, if they want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? You can get a hold of us by first going to ubaldireports at gmail.com. You can check us out on all our social media programs. If you missed this podcast or you want to hear more, we'll post it in about a day or two, and you can check just go to Ubaldi Reports on all the um, podcast streaming sites and we're there so keep um, well, I'd like to thank all the listeners even those who agreed or don't agree with what I said well, I still like to appreciate you chiming in this is the whole purpose of Ubaldi Reports is to get people thinking to have a cordial debate not getting into the name callings and you take the deci- the information do what you want with it all right. but I'd also like to recognize Ray and Joe because they also have a podcast and let them describe that and let them what they're doing. Uh, All American Gunslingers, where we talk about the day-to-day of like just Marine BS. But we also talk about whiskey, guns, uh, and our uh, journey of opening up our own gun shop, gun smithing shop range slash uh, Second Amendment uh, mecca. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so. we get to also talk about uh, gun control legislation. Um, you know, there's several uh, federal um, legislation that we're watching. Um, we just saw that the Third Circuit overturned a massive um, bill that was signed about 20 years ago or plus and it was uh, for non-violent uh, offenders uh, you guys have won your gun rights back so as long as it's not like a domestic violence or uh, you know some sort of felony act um, as long as it was under a misdemeanor uh, those gun rights you are allowed to have. And back. let's not forget to tell the people that do have a short barrel rifle or SBR, well, SBR, or, and a, um, what's it called? AR pistol. The, thing, the things that they're trying to ban. The but braces? The braces. But now should, it's, ca- it's kind of on hold if you belong to a certain organization. Yeah, that, that's getting interesting to watch. So pretty much the judges allowing organizations and their members to be covered under the injunction. So gun owners of America and firearms policy coalition, as long as you are a member of those two organizations, come on NRA, you are (laughs) clear for right now in the injunction on the pistol brace ruling. But if you're an NRA member or you're just own a pistol brace, uh, you're still technically required to register it for right now. And but ju- we'll see how long that and lasts. And just so they know that it, once the NRA gets their that gets that approval, I'm buying a short barrel rifle, even though I don't need one. There you go. <laughs> All right. But Ever- it's, but getting back, to, we'll be doing this podcast again, back to our regular standard time at 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, we didn't get banned today. And we didn't get banned on TikTok today, so that was a good thing. So we're still doing it every. Wednesday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. We're trying to do this every day, Monday through Friday, so keep supporting us, and at one point we will. So till next Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, keep listening to Ubaldi Reports.